Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Two Have Soccer Podcast. My name is Jackson. Uh, I'm sitting here with two good friends. I have Mike across from me. Mike, how are you doing? I'm so well. Doing great. And I have Kirby right next to me. Kirby, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. All right, so we're coming off match day seven in the MLS. So what are just general reactions? How, how did you all spend your match day seven? What did you watch? What did you think? Well, it was sad Saturday night. Uh, that's really the only match day seven game I watched, honestly. I watched some highlights of the New York Red Bulls uh, shit show. Wasn't a very good game. That was kind of in between sporting game. I was just like Hugh Jackson in that. And yeah, rest was just watching highlights and recordings from Apple TV. So what about you, Christian? Yeah, that's the toughest part is all these games are in a you know small window. Yeah. So it's watching yeah. all those games. So I got some highlights that um, sporting KC game. Um, wow, it's just losing to the worst team in the league. Um, well. We can't lose to the worst team in the league because we are the we worst. We are, but I'm saying last week <laughs> yeah, we yeah, were. Yeah. I think so. Montreal might be worse, but we'll talk about yeah, that. Okay. So. We're not worse, everyone. No, yeah. We're going to stop talking yeah. about SKC. Uh, yeah, I was able, I started watching some of the, the end of the Cincy Philly game. That was a little bit of fun, a little intensity there at the end. Philly trying to equalize, but couldn't. So uh, I was able to watch that. And of course, we'll jump more into this whole Red Bull debacle, but I was watching. Uh, I did turn that game on because I was intrigued why there's 21 minutes of added time. Um, and yeah, what a, what a wild conundrum down there. And were they in New York or? Yeah, they were in New York. Yeah. Right. Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, so we'll just go ahead and kick it off like we usually do with our coolest moment of the week. Uh, who really stepped up and, and produced something cool this week? Uh, anyone want to start? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, the LAFC game. Dennis, or it might be Denise Boyanga, anyone want to correct me on that? Scores a hat trick, just lights up uh, the opponent's um, very nice uh, hat trick by him. He just smashed all of his shots, like full power. One was a volley, one was a half volley. Just impressive goals. They got a star player uh, over there. Is that his first first year in LA? Yep, first yeah. years. I think he's a DP, so they're getting yeah, their DPs right. I've already seen some rumors that he'll he might transfer out for a pretty high fee somewhere in the, um, like what is that five digits, the ten and above range. So yeah, he's just got some qualities that are just like his quickness, strength, yeah. just the ability just to smash the ball first time, man. Yeah, fun to watch. Uh, yeah, they seem to bring in the right players, and uh, they got the scouting right. Yeah, they got the scouting right. They got the coaching right. It seems like they're just a well-oiled machine at this point. Uh, Kirby, what are you? What was your coldest moment of the week? Yeah, so I spent my time watching SKC, and you know, as a player, if you get let go from a certain team, scoring against your prior team or your coach. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna go. Uh, Rubio scoring on us. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that feels good. I'm sure. I'm sure he's thrilled to get that. I remember. Yeah, I remember watching him when he was here in SKC. Sort of that transitionary period of always trying to find a number nine, and he always played well. He's a quick little guy. Um, yeah, good kind of, He was kind of like Don Dwyer a little. Yeah, bit, really know? pesky. 
Rubio, Rubio, Rubio. We kind of walked away from that. Now we want like a striker instead, like somebody to play like through balls too. Yeah. So yeah, a little different. That's good. Uh, And then for me, I went uh, Kai Kamara got a brace. Um, There were a lot of good goals this week. None of Kai's were that amazing, but to me, it's just amazing this dude is still in the league banging in goals, seemingly for about twenty years now. I don't. I think he's actually around like 16 or so. I think he's like 36, 37. But he's been around forever, played for I think 12 or 13 teams now. It's just, uh, he's one of a kind, and I don't know why it took so long for him to sign um, again. But I don't know, seems like he'd be a useful addition to any team. Nice header. Yeah, he's great with his head. He's always, he's a big guy too, which is, you always like a little extra hype. Uh, and then attacking position six two yeah. yeah yeah. Do you guys watch the every goal on Apple TV? It's pretty yeah yeah yeah. That's a great feature. For SKC Apple TV. was on there. Wasn't us that scored, but <laughs> yeah, we'll take it when we can get it. Uh, yeah, we haven't been on there much. Um, all right, so those are our coldest moments of the week. Uh, I think we can go ahead and jump into some of the happenings around the league. Um, I think we're just gonna jump into this New York Red Bull Dante Van Zier situation uh, sort of I'm just going to go ahead and uh, sort of give the scenario of what happened I believe it was around the 53rd minute um, there was a foul on one of the San Jose players I believe um, and that resulted in a little bit of back and forth and it resulted in a yellow card and a little bit of back and forth between the Red Bulls and San Jose and then uh, Dante Van Zier came in and used a racial slur against Jeremy Abobasi of San Jose and got very animated from there. Uh, players pulling players off. Um, originally, the New York Red Bulls set out a statement saying that uh, Dante Van Zier will be stepping away from the team. And then today, on April 13th, the MLS announced a six-game suspension for Dante Van Zier. And there is no official statement from the Red Bulls as of 7 today on the 13th, but we are left to believe that Dante Van Zier is still stepping away from the team for an indefinite amount of time. Um, And I'll go ahead and throw out some sort of comparables of what has happened over the MLS in the past few years. Last year, Atlanta United player Santiago Sosa was suspended three games for a homophobic slur. And I believe it was last year as well. Maybe it may have been 2001 where uh, Chucho Hernandez for the Columbus crew was suspended one game for a homophobic slur. Uh, MLS has stated a zero tolerance policy for use of derogatory language as this. Uh, We're seeing that slowly being stepped up, but I'll go ahead and turn it over for initial reactions. Um, What would you do? What would you like to be done? As a fan, what would you do as possibly an owner of the Red Bull in handling this Dante Van Zier situation? And it is, this is no, I do want to clarify, this is not alleged. Uh, Dante Van Zier did admit to using a racial slur. This is... Um, Cut and dry. Yes. Yeah. He did. Yeah, you could tell watching the game that there was kind of two moments. There was the initial moment with the foul, which was pretty, pretty violent foul, honestly. Not a red card, but pretty close. Uh, so that moment, and it kind of de-escalated, and then you see him say something, and it just was a whole second moment there uh, from that 
from what he said, and no one knows, I don't think anyone knows what he said, uh, but yeah, that's not acceptable. It's a sport, you know. I think the, the league should take zero tolerance policy and, you know, deal out appropriate punishment. I don't think it's like getting thrown out for the season, uh, but six games, that seems pretty legitimate given, you know. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a chunk of it, half the season. I mean, probably. Yeah, and, you know, a substantial fine, too. Um, yeah, I know they have a no-tolerance policy, and some people want to see him booed out of the league. Um, it's also and, worth noting this was his third game for the Red Bulls as well. He yeah. is a new incomer yeah. to the Red Bulls. Um, and with soccer, there's a lot of, like, different culture yeah. things. Not to say an excuse is obviously unacceptable, but I think there is, like, some grace period for newer players, newer and just like letting them know how the league works sometimes. Yeah. Some some people come here not even speaking a language, so. Yeah. I know uh, he's come out and his apology said he did not mean it. So people also aren't buying that too. Yeah. It's like if you're, that's in your, you know, your vocabulary. Still warranted almost. It's in your your head. Well, it's just like people don't think it's something that you should even have in your vocabulary. Right. Yeah. Um, worth noting on this situation that oh god I literally just lost my own thought um, yeah Dante Van Zier is an international player from Belgium uh, one not the best history of treating blacks um, historically but also we can see that come up uh, I personally when looking at this situation which was, was going to be my originally, original thought thought that it seemed kind of light uh when you are stating a no tolerance policy i would like to see a little harsh harsher punishments for this i think six six games we've played seven already so they have like 28 more less than around a quarter yeah uh the game suspension uh but also one thing i would really like to see and it was announced as part of the punishment is this sort of um i can't think of the right word i don't have the article pulled up right now but sort of rehabilitation process uh, sort of uh, learning, uh, God, I don't know, some sort of classes like that. And I know um, I can't speak to what Santiago Sosa or Cucho Hernandez had to do for the MLS, but one thing that's uh, tangentially related was um, in golf, Justin Thomas, uh, top a world top 10 player, uh, used a homophobic slur on live TV a few years ago, and he had been um, on the record since then of having to go through these classes and how it was able to bring him to an understanding of like the history and why these words are so derogatory and and harmful to the people uh that they do harm against which hopefully those classes are geared in the same sense and um one thing in a odd twist of uh, fate here is that uh jeremy bobacy was one of the like founding member members of like the MLS Black Players for Change um, after uh, the Minnesota riots um, following the police shooting up there, uh, and I believe with uh, I mean other players throughout the league that he was one of the ones to take a large stand and do some of this uh, work amongst uh, the league and organizing sort of change and what needs to be done for that sort of thing for black players and not only in the MLS community but just in the soccer community um, throughout the US and what that means for them 
So I, I really would like to see some emphasis be put on that those sort of classes because, like uh, y'all mentioned, that there he is coming from a different culture. Um, so I think like him leaving the league also sends a bad message in the sense of like there's no at that point there's no learning. It's just he gets uh, punishment, leaves, and is never held accountable for his own actions. He doesn't have to come back to the team uh, that he harmed, the people he harmed, or even be held accountable. He just gets to go off and go back to play in Belgium or anywhere else in Europe without yeah. having any consequences. I kind of want to say two things. I know um, the New York keeper actually won. He was saying their coach subbed this guy off. Yeah, yeah. And coach was going for three points and two... It's like every time in the media, it seems like um, racism overseas, uh, like in European English football, it's, it's pretty severe. So yeah, yeah. they take it seriously as well. Yeah. They, they do like the English Premier League kneels before every game. I think they're still yeah. doing that. Which just like just a reminder, and that might be something that the MLS could do as well. Just like you have a little moment before the game where you just stand up for that because yeah. it, it is unacceptable and may, uh, clearly the players at least he needed reminded before that game in particular because yeah that really blew up and he's hurting his team he's hurting and like you said if he's just kicked out well okay yeah. but if he has to come back apologize to his teammates maybe there is some education that can be done and yeah, you know, that's yeah. not acceptable here so one thing I do I, I, I'm glad you brought up Kirby was what I think needs to be done in terms of the Red Bull head coach, uh, Gerard Struber, who, when your own players are asking to sub off a player on their own team, you got to do it. Uh, and it's not, it wasn't only p- players on, well, I think that's like the most clear and obvious case of like, okay, I actually got to sub him off if my own players don't want him on the field. Uh, obviously, I think there were very clear calls from San Jose and the San Jose coaches to get him off the field. Um, but ultimately, it is the head coach's job to sort of take a leadership role for the team and say, hey, you can't, we, you got to leave. And I think he was just recklessly coaching uh, and only seeing his role as, I need three points, and that's all I'm doing as a coach, when that's definitely not the case. And when a lot of these people are learning from you as a person, uh, specifically someone who's been here for about three weeks, that is very an influential role, not just to get points, but to uh, act as a role model for young people like like uh, Van Zier. Um, any other thoughts on New York or San Jose? Or New York got the tie at the end. It was a boring game, other than the spectacle that everyone's talking about. But we we see San Jose. Oh yeah, well. yep. So I think Zeus, probably lose. Well, I think oh. Zeusy and um, Kate Cal won't be on the same side. So. Well, Kate will not be. Um, the game's the nineteenth, I think. For uh, yeah, which I would assume he wouldn't be playing. But I guess who knows? Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll jump more into U.S. men's national team here in a minute. Uh, but for now, uh, the San Jose New York Red Bulls was certainly scrappy, and in our own lives, we have some of our own scraps this past week, so we'll jump into those now. Um, I'll go ahead and start this one off. Um, I intended to come into this week without a scrap. I 
had a pretty enjoyable week watching soccer despite SKC's performance. Uh, other than that, I, I didn't really see anything that stood out to me until I started preparing for this podcast. Um, I just want to call out U.S. Soccer's website. It is terrible. I was looking for a list of the U.S. men's national team players to be called into um, our Mexico game, and it was not easy to find. And I would figure that would be something pretty easy. Um, I ended up looking at um, other outlets like ESPN to get an easily digestible list that wasn't like cut between three different screens. So I just wanted to call them out. Do better. Make a better website, man. Uh, but yeah, that's me. They have a great Instagram. I share those links yeah. with you quite often. But yeah, what are other people burning about this week? Yeah, Kirby, you go, and then I'll, I'll come Yeah, I, I really... Um, I was actually pretty... Pretty stuck in my ways thinking SKC would beat Colorado. Um, and that was extremely disappointing. Um, and, you know... Galaxy is above us, Portland, then Colorado. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. Those three points are worth a lot. They are. They are. And yeah. Can't can't win a game. Can't score. That, yep. That's what Vermees is saying. You know, we need to bang two to three goals in. That's not happening. So Yeah, far from it. Um, so, I am not going to give a scrap this week. I'll save mine for next week. Alright, well, there we go. That's what we're burning on this week. Um, hopefully SKC can fix that. I doubt U.S. Soccer will ever hear this. Um, but if you do, fix your website. It sucks. Uh, so we mentioned it earlier. We're going to uh, start talking about the U.S. Men's National Team. We have a pretty big uh, chunk of time here devoted to that. Uh, as Kirby said, U.S. Men's Soccer is playing Mexico on April 19th, which is a Wednesday, I believe. Uh, do you know where they're playing Kirby? Yeah, they're playing in Arizona, so that's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of yeah. Mexican fans there. It's that's like, that's pretty much going to be a neutral game. Yeah, um, so I, I really think um, all these players are going to play this weekend. Then um, I think I think the game is sponsored by Allstate. Yeah, it's not a FIFA window. Yeah, it's some like weird yeah one off so, thing. So but. I think it's sponsored by Allstate. Um, but we don't need to be giving out free free uh, ads to that insurance company here. You know they gotta pay us for that. But um, so I, I, before we sort of dive into the roster that was released by U.S. Men's National Team, I want to take a minute just to get uh, thoughts on what this rivalry means. Um, sort of how big do we think it is? Uh, so just pulling some quick stats. Um, I was just looking up, you know, a simple Google search of. Biggest international soccer rivalries. Uh, ESPN listed it as the second biggest international rivalry behind um, Argentina-Brazil, predictably, yeah. uh, which pretty much any source. But then uh, The Guardian, a UK paper, listed it eighth. Um, I'm not going to go down the list of the seven others that come before it. Uh, Bleacher Report, a newer sports outlet, um, they listed it amongst the top eight. Uh, they did not give any numbers to this ranking, uh, but it was listed in the top eight international rivalries, just as some context. Uh, so let's just sort of dive into the past of what this rivalry has meant, uh, watching it as we grew up, and how, how big do you really think it is? How much weight do you put into these games? How, how much do you get into it? I like watching the games. I mean, they're... 
I think the last one I really remember is Pulisic penalty kick. Uh, it was a 3-2 scoreline. What is that? Oh, yeah, you, right pull, you got pulled up right there. So, yeah, it's the Nations League final is when that happened. And I thought that's when the tables kind of turned, when we became the better team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of a good good test, a good showing. And they kind of, Mexico brings out their veterans, like Herrera's out there, and they got a good goalkeeper. Yeah. It's kind of fun to pull out Ochoa. Yeah. And um, I think we even had Ethan Horvath. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember his little story. Yeah. So, anyways, I thought that's kind of when the tables turned. I thought that's when we started playing well again. And mm-hmm. I was going to select that game as my favorite one. Yeah. And so. I think it's usually pretty, I mean, for as intense as it is, it doesn't get like Brazil, Argentina levels of animosity. Like, it seems like it's yeah. a decently respectable, just a hard fought game, which. I don't yeah. think you want to be cheering for like a rivalry that's like super violent, like dangerous every yeah. single. Yeah, we don't want to have to get the players' special escorts off the field or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I remember one of my favorite uh, moments was um, I believe it would have been around like 2017, 2018, 2019, one of those three years uh, where uh, Matt Miazga was uh, bodying up the Mexican forward and you know he's probably like a foot shorter sort of like looks over him gets a little chippy after that just a fun match and that's right around when we're making the turn uh, to probably be the better team there I believe that game ended in a draw but Mm -hmm. um, Um, and for me I've I've always enjoyed watching these games it's just uh, fun to be uh, competitive with uh, some of your fellow continent Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was on a good trajectory too. Oh, I yeah, really, yeah. yeah, I really thought he got snubbed, and he's come out in the media here recently he said he got snubbed, and he's gotten called into this camp, which is good. Yeah. So, Jackson, I, was that the game with that picture where that it's like almost a famous image where he has his like yeah. hand and he's because yeah, he's, he's so he's short. So, yeah, he's significantly like, short. If people do that to me, I would be like, <laughs> yeah, he got yeah, that's a real chippy one. Um, but you've seen that before, like yeah. that's been yeah, and uh, yeah, I was watching that with my friend from Mexico, so we were having a good time, just drinking at a bar, uh, talking shit to each other, and uh, yeah, that's just a fun one. I think... you know this uh, Concacaf Champions League has, has kind of got like a Mexico U.S. type of situation yeah. going on. So, um, we'll see. Yeah, I think also um, I think we have ten players from the World Cup on the squad. Oh, yeah. uh, and Mexico's bringing nine. Oh, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. So it's gonna be pretty even. Yeah. So, uh, just where do you think you'd put this U.S. Mexico rivalry in terms of international soccer rivalries? You think it? You think it truly is number two or lower down? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I was. Is England France is that a rivalry? Uh, what were the ones above us? Um. Just, yeah. There's, I mean, the classics, England, Scotland. I mean, okay. England, anyone, everyone hates England. Yeah. Uh, Egypt, Algeria is a good one. Uh, one from Africa. that sort of unique in that um, those get uniquely chippy between the two. Uh, the big one in Asia, Japan, South Korea. Um, everyone hates Japan and Asia, so that, those are always fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. I, I think we're towards the top of the list yeah who's you know, Germany's games. rival Poland uh shoot maybe Italy yeah yeah Italy. yeah um 
Yeah, those games at Azteca are pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. I remember when... Mexico uh, City. Yeah, I remember when Bradley chipped the keeper. I was watching that live Ooh. from Ath. Nice. Yeah. Probably his best goal. Yeah, he's, he's had some bangers. And I know when Klinsman was on the squad, he said, you know, he can play a real Madrid. So, and I always... He said that about Michael Bradley? He said that about Michael Bradley. Oh, wow. Said that about Michael. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> he had a really good. He had a really good stat, Roma. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he's the first he's, Americans you know, to do it. Got to hype so, up his players, you know. Yeah, that's just a good coach. Yeah, um, I like that. That's okay, cool. yeah. Let's just uh, jump into this roster. Uh, I'm not going to read off this entire roster. That'd be a weird way to spend some time. Uh, but what are some initial thoughts? Who do you like? Who are you excited to see on the roster that was announced? Um, I can kick this one off, actually. Um, one person we've mentioned a few times already on this podcast is Cade Cowell. Cowell? I don't know. Yeah, he's Mexican-American. Too. Yeah, plays for San Jose. He's, what, 20, 19 years old? He's a, he's a really young guy. Um, really excited to see him play. Hopefully he does get some time. I uh, would love to see him start, but uh, I don't really think that's going to happen. That's fast. Yeah. The internal Jets. Yeah. Well, excited to see him be brought into more U.S. men's national team games and hopefully work his way uh, possibly into a spot for the 2026 World Cup. But I'm really excited to see what he brings. Um, hopefully he finds the field. Yeah. Dang. We're taking some interesting players on here. I like Caleb, too. I've been watching Atlanta United games. Uh, good defender. Is he going to start? Do they know? Probably. People want him to start. Really? People yeah. want to bring Des on the left, but him on the right. Yeah, th- this will this will be his first time playing for U.S. Women's National yeah. Team. Caleb Wiley. And so. he's got to be breaking. How young is he? He's like, like 18, 19. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's in high school. And yeah. that's in cap. And he is the youngest. Dude, he's he's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have anybody else on your list, Mike? Uh, I'm just looking at the list right now, to be completely transparent. Uh, Aiden Morris? Yeah. Yeah, he's a fun one. Um, he's a little young, too. Hopefully... Uh, I mean, I don't think... I really don't want any of these midfielders um, to be playing in the U.S. Men's National 2026, but you'd like to see that depth and have them compete and really push... The midfielders that we do have over in Europe who couldn't make this. And plus, you know, it's it's a good showcase if those guys can't yeah. make a move to Europe. Yeah. You know, get these guys some time. Yeah, it could be. And that's one thing we could definitely highlight. A lot of these players are very young. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. A I great think, showcase for I think lot. Caleb Wiley is going to go on a pretty good money deal. He yeah. went all the way through the academy. Yeah. Where's, where's SKC's Caleb Wiley? Uh, Dude, they just... Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> this Where is t- he? Today, so the guy who's playing the right back, <laughs> guy who's playing the right back for St. Louis, SKC just signed his little brother to MLS next deal. So nice. um, he's gonna play at Notre Dame. So we're on the case. We got this. I'm just saying, a little he's, late. He's a starter. His brother's a starter for St. Louis. That's pretty big time. Yeah. So sure he'll yeah. be pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, um, I think Brand Vasquez too. Um, you know, get that guy officially capped. Did you hear yeah. about some of the leagues that are looking at him? Yeah, he is a big time player. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so we're talking like Everton. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. 
then what was the other one? Not even Forest. Yeah, no, he's got about like three EPL teams uh, before the season. A lot of interest in Germany with them. Um, yeah, I know they turned down a six to ten million dollar deal for Chivas. So yeah, he's he he's a big guy. Let's look out. We can look up how big he is, but um, he's a good goal scorer. He's fast. Um, so yeah. He, he was on Atlanta United too at one point but mm-hmm. Atlanta mm-hmm. United since he since he's number one in the East right now yeah nice. took down Philly yeah. so, you know just curious Atlanta United are that two are they in the champion or are they in the uh, USL they might be MLS next I feel like the, it's so tough to keep track because some of the two teams are on yeah what, what I want to say is I think a lot of the MLS teams they'll have the MLS next. Because they want to get the next player, the next young player to get to their main squad. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of championship teams are smaller markets. Then they'll hopefully be an MLS team. They're MLS there. next. Yeah. So, so but I cool. think I think they were championship when it was championship, just like mm-hmm. Swift Park mm-hmm. Rangers. So, yeah. Um, USL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then looking at this list, we'll do the opposite. Uh, what sort of sticks out to you as like sort of surprising or something you wish you would have, maybe you would have done different when you look at this uh, roster breakdown? I initially was going to say Ilya Sanchez just because I love him so much. And he's gotten brought up on different media outlets, but he's 32. Um, and also, I don't think you have to play with the six. You can play a double pivot. And it's yeah. working, and a lot of people think that Jesus Ferreira is going to play 10, not 9. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that, too. So, no snubs with me. Uh, what about Pepe? Well, the thing, it's not FIFA window. Oh. Yeah, it's not FIFA window. And uh, Which, uh, if, yeah, if we could talk about that, the FIFA window, why is Serginho Dest here? He hasn't played for AC Milan since, like, yeah. Because January cut him, 20th. right? Or he has not played a game for AC Milan since like January twentieth. That is wild. I saw that name and I was so thrown off by him being here. I didn't even bother to yeah. look at the reasoning. But. Yeah. So, anyways, he's not making the eighteen man roster, so they're just and he's getting sent back to Barca too at the end of the year. Wow. That's so. That yeah. Crazy. Yeah. He showed a lot of promise a few years ago out in Europe and it seems like he hasn't really been linking up yeah, to that. Yeah, I don't want to bring it up, but him and Gio Reyna might be in the same situation because Gio's not really seeing the field for Dortmund. Yeah. So. Um, and then another thing I was disappointed by is the list of goalkeepers we've decided to bring in. Um, these names just don't do anything for me. Two of them have never been capped. Uh, Drake Caliendor and Ramon Ciliantino. Um All of these are MLS goalies. Uh, Sean Johnson will hopefully be the starter. He's fun to watch. He's great, but I i mean, he has no future with the U.S. Men's National Team, sadly. Our goalkeepers are better than that, and really... Um, he's been there for a long yeah, time. Yeah, he's, he's great, but I would i would think we teams would be more willing to sign off on a goalkeeper coming back over, regardless of the FIFA window, uh, given I don't believe any of the American goalkeepers are starting besides Matt Turner. Yeah, the EPL. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Matt Turner's playing cup games, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and obviously, we want to win this. We want to keep the spine of the team. 
yeah. a lot of experience, but we also want to. What were you gonna say, Mike? I was just gonna say how badass is it gonna be if Matt Turner can win an EPL trophy. Oh, like the league. Cool. That would be so he's cool. So good. He is so good, and yeah. he didn't start playing until like junior high school. Is that yeah. wild? Yeah, dude, Arsenal looks really good. Yeah. Um, what uh, do you? Um, I know Julian Gressel. His career was taking off just before the World Cup, and Greg has said this to so many people. He said to Brayden Vasquez. Your timing's just not right. It's like, dude, you gotta have yeah. tough competition until the roster's officially announced. And I even saw today, uh, we can change the subject, but Zach Steffen has not talked to Greg since that phone call. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, I thought things were closer. Because that's one of his boys from Columbus. He yeah. Them. Yeah. So, yeah. That, I mean, that's another goalkeeper I would have liked to see on this list. Um, I, I don't think he's starting over there, but maybe. In the wrong. championship, he's not starting? Uh, I so the last time I tried to watch him, he wasn't in the game. Maybe it was a one-off, but oh god, uh, I know he's I know he's his career path. Is yeah, so but he's he's not going back to Man City either. Yeah, no, he's not. So there. Pepe doesn't. He want had to a go back. huge mess up at Man City. Oh yeah, huge. Yeah. I think that was his last. Yeah, people say it happens all the time. You know that stuff happens. It doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. I've seen real Madrid's keeper do it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, YouTube, uh, Zach Steffen, Man City, and you'll, you'll see what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, yeah, trying to pull this up. Oh, he might have been starting the last few games. So, yeah, maybe they want to keep him, but also, I don't know, what are you doing over there in the championship? Um, trying to get on Wrexham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure they'd love to sign him. Um, However much, uh, what's his name wants to pay him, Deadpool. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll continue to talk about the U.S. Men's National Team. Um, I guess I'll just leave it. If there's anything else people wanted uh, to mention here, should we do a prediction? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. Good call. Uh, yeah. What do we think is going to happen in this game? I'd say draw two two. Really? Yeah. Time scoring, man. Um, God, I think we have a decent back line. I'm kind of thinking 2-0, 2-1, United States. I think Mexico can be good, though. Like, they, they're they young. They just didn't have a really good coach. They didn't use yeah. their players very well in the World Cup. And Ch- is Chicharito on the squad? No, Chicharito got left out. Okay. Um, I, is it because of injury? Um, I've got I really... think that's what they said, but I He actually know. said it through his Twitch tweet. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah he's back on Twitch. Chicharito's <laughs> going nuts. Um, the thing no is, longer a soccer player. He's a he's a Twitch streamer. And the thing is, is like Brandon Vasquez could have easily been over there and been there like on the fight nine. Yeah. You know, it's gonna be really interesting if Balogun comes over. Yeah. Twink Pepe, Brandon Vasquez. It's just like who's okay. Uh, okay, never mind. Never mind. Okay, cool. Uh, I I think I'm gonna gonna take Mexico in this one. Probably like two really? one. Yeah, the last few times I've just been disappointed with the U.S. scoring offensive sets. Definitely set pieces as a whole. We've looked pretty dumb, um, for lack of a better term, and like pretty run-of-the-mill in the attacking third. So. It's just crazy they didn't bring in Carlos Vila, you know. I think I don't think he wants to play for the national team. Like I think this is a personal the World cho- Cup? Yeah, I think it's a personal choice that really? he just doesn't want to play for the national team anymore. I think he said that a while ago. <laughs> uh, I might be wrong on that. Don't, he, he can don't, do whatever he wants, and yeah. maybe he's... 
I think yeah. he's just like sort of like chilling in LA now, and mm-hmm. that's sort of just what he wants to do. I know. Um, even his last contract, you know, went down quite a bit. So yeah. Thought maybe he would want some of that international money. Uh, I, I, I mean, I haven't been to LA since he's been there, but I'm sure he has sponsorships out the ass there because yeah. I mean, such a big Mexican population, such a big international name. I'm sure he's making a lot of money off the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we can keep it going. Uh, we'll turn this over to our recurring segment, our U.S. Men's National Team Coach of the Week. Um, obviously, we've been talking a lot about the U.S. Men's National Team. Uh, we'll continue every week until they name an official head coach. We'll throw out some ideas for them in case they're uh, forgetting some options. Uh, Mike, you want to start this one off? You got a fun one. Yeah, I'm going to choose Zinedine Zidane, even though he's already re- refused to acknowledge our offer. <laughs> so we won't even read what we're offering him. He won't coach us. Maybe if, he accidentally signs the contract and we get him that way. But know? if he were to sign, we're winning the World Cup, man. This guy is an amazing player. I mean, French player. He's been with uh, all sorts of clubs. Then he finished his career with Juventus and then Real Madrid. Uh, and he went on to coach and three Champions Leagues as a player, won three Champions Leagues as a coach, won a World Cup as a player. Yeah, the dude, uh, he's, he's amazing. He he's can hopefully amazing. teach our players how to use their heads. So, but he's yeah. holding out off for the uh, France job, is what the yeah, yeah it makes sense. Yeah, we offer him about forty to fifty million. We can't even get to his representative. Yeah. Yep. And I'd be willing to do the job for half as much. <laughs> so if they're trying to save money, how many World Cups do you want? <laughs> yeah, but it's he, half as much money. So yeah. Brazil, <laughs> we can Bra- send it elsewhere. Brazil threw a bone in for him, then he denied Brazil. And yeah. He knows I'm only taking the France job. So okay, but yeah, yeah, we can move on. But you know, they want to get Ronaldo and Zidane back in Saudi Arabia. So I will say Steve Tarandolo and Jim Curtin. Those are the only American people I'll accept. Would you accept them as a co-head coaches? Is that what you're throwing out? I, <laughs> half the money for each one. Yeah. yeah. I would half the responsibility. I would say Steve Toronto, head coach, and Jim Curtin has said that he will leave the union for assistant coaching job. Oh, interesting. I so, did not hear that from him. but Yeah, he's kind of just focusing on Champions League because they suck in them. Oh, mess. yeah. They've been... Uh... Looking pretty yeah. poor. People uh, think they've figured out their system and they don't have the same players anymore. So. Yeah, when they sold the Aronsons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and throw out Clint Dempsey. Um, and, and I have one reason. I, I personally have never liked Clint Dempsey. I don't know what it is about him. He rubs me the wrong way. So I'm going to say he's going to be my coach of the week. He'll fail spectacularly. Uh, since he has no coaching experience, and then I will love this. My, uh, I'll be the only person enjoying it. But my uh, question was, does he have his coaching license? Because I doubt he does. Oh, what no. a sadistical reason! <laughs> yeah. I actually really, I actually really like Clinton. Oh yeah, I have a lot his of autograph. I want to see this guy fail. <laughs> I have his autograph. He uh, he's written a rap song saying, "Don't tread on this." I can yeah. show it to you. Uh, yeah. I, I'm happy with not hearing Clinton see rap, but. <laughs> Shaq, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Shaq came to Kansas City a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Segway, actually. I think it was after the LA Galaxy game that was at PL. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it was after the Big 12 tournament. He was like doing a DJ set. So, yeah, that'd be the same. So funny. Yeah. The last thing I'm going to say about Clint Dempsey that at 7v7 tournament, um, he is going all around 
and selecting his squad, and everybody else is like ex-professional players playing for this million dollars. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. John got the invite. Next. Dang. Yeah. So where's it's the like tournament? 80, it's like eighty thousand dollars. It's in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So and all these ex-pros are coming out. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so it's just like a million dollar prize to the winner. Million dollar prize. Uh, seven v seven. I don't know how many people are in a squad, cool. but I think yeah. take home pays like eighty k. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard that PK uh, Gerard PK Barcelona player. He's retired. He started some professional, well, like ex professional league. And I wonder if people are seeing some of this stuff that's happening overseas and then kind of copying it here. Yeah, uh, just kind are of very saying? interesting. Like they. Like someone was in pickup was telling me about this, but they have like mystery players. It's all televised. It's on Twitch. You can Dang. look up if you if you want. There's a name. Oh, Cheeto should jump in on that. Uh, yeah, you, you can Google uh, it and find the information. Ronald, I bet you Ronaldinho's doing this stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just like and people are watching it and they don't even care about people in the stands because people are turning it onto the yeah. Twitch or whatever with uh, with our boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe he's smart by not playing anymore. Cheeto's jumping the gun and. Pivoting himself, you know, good for him. He's, he's trying to play for this league. <laughs> he's going to be the official uh, he's streamer. He's on a contract year, too. So. No more Panenka's. <laughs> yeah, no more Panenka's. He, he got he laughed asked off the a Twitch stream if you should do a Panenka. <laughs> yeah. They told him yes. Yeah, you get demoted to Twitch streamer if you miss a Panenka. Yeah, if you um, turn into the Twitch stream, you can get LA Galaxy's yeah. information. Yeah, those are actually the bylaws of the MLS, oddly enough. Um, uh, anyway, so I think that's a pretty good segue to uh, the next thing we want to talk about is the LA Galaxy as a whole. Uh, this is a sort of mess of an organization right now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and set the stage for those of you who are unfamiliar with what's going on down in LA or Carson, as it were. Um, so first, this past week, we sort of brought this up. Chris Klein, who is the president of the LA Galaxy, is in charge of a lot of their soccer-related moves, bringing in personnel. Uh, he put out a statement, uh, and this is a quote. Or he did not put out a statement. He sent an email to season ticket holders, I believe, um, that said, part of it read, I believe in what we are building and the people who are in the building. However, if we fall short of the goals this year, I will step aside as the president of the club that I so dearly love. Uh, this is in context of them being pretty terrible for the last few months. Um, Chris Klein himself has um, been quite the controversy uh, since he has taken over as president, uh, I believe a few years ago now. Um, and so much so that if you watched MLS at the beginning of the year, the LA Galaxy supporters section uh, has been boycotting games and refused to go to uh, games. They have shown up late intentionally to send a message to the ownership that we do not support Chris Klein as a president. Um, and the reason for that is this past offseason, Chris Klein was given fines from the MLS, uh, significant fines, and the LA Galaxy as a whole were suspended from using the primary transfer window to acquire players, uh, which ends in April or May uh, of this year, uh, for violating salary rules and acquiring players through means he should not have. Um, so this has then since led to Greg Vandy, their head coach, uh, gave a ridiculous press conference today saying that their lack of success is taken out of context context, and that uh, pretty much he shouldn't be held accountable for Chris Klein's actions as a bad president. Uh, 
which is one unbelievably wild thing to say um, as a head coach. Uh, there was also a lot of expletives in there. He was very upset uh, for people even asking about this. Uh, but anyway, back to the situation at hand. I just want to sort of, uh, given the context of what LA Galaxy have been in the past, a very successful and I believe the most successful uh, squad in terms of MLS Cups, maybe DC United from the 90s have, is up there. Um, but where where would you go with your ownership dealing with Chris Klein and Craig Fandy, this uh, president-head coach combo that seemingly can't do anything as of late? Um and, and, and also just, what would your reaction be as a season ticket member uh, receiving this email from your club president that says, I will step down if we fall short of our goals? Can I go first? Yeah. I want to say a couple things about Chris Klein. He, uh, he's an ex-wizard. Um, yeah, he's an ex-wizard. Um, he has 200 caps with us, 39 goals. Um also, the right back from that they had, um, I can't pronounce his name. He's Mexican-American. He's playing for Mexico. They got his paperwork in 18 seconds late. Uh, so he, could, he couldn't go to Barcelona for the longest time because mm-hmm. they got his paperwork in late. But I think as a season ticket holder, the message he sent is appropriate. Um, you know, I don't know if it's his decision or the group behind the Galaxy are making him do this, but I almost think we kind of need that at SKC, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, what's yeah, your opinion? Julian Arapel. Yeah. So he went through the... Bar- I remember you telling me about the 18 seconds late and they didn't let it go yeah. through. That is yeah. amazing. Add that to the so it, it's just like you're telling all your buddies that you're going to Barca. He went through the Barca, <laughs> yeah. Acad- he went through the Barca <laughs> Academy in Casa Grande. Yeah. And they don't get his paperwork in 18 seconds late, and they don't let him, they don't let him go for the longest time. That's funny. Yeah. Not for him, but... Yeah, the situation is not great, I don't think. And I didn't realize that about Chris Klein being a, a wizard, but that's, yeah. that's that goes way back. Yeah, he's he's got Open Cup. He's got Open Cup. He's got Major League Soccer, MLS. Um, he's got Support Shield. Yeah, he's pretty bona fide player yeah so and he was he played for the galaxy from 2007 2010 he's been around the league yeah and i and i believe he stepped into a front office role as soon as he left the field too i believe he started working for the front office in 2011 and eventually worked his way up to president i think greg berhalter was a player in the galaxy around 2010 2011 i think it's a kind of ballsy thing to say though like part of me likes it it's like the relegation part like hey if i don't do my job Dude, I, I think it for be, you. I think it would have been great for SKC last year. Um, yeah, you know, just the relegation grind, have to make things happen. Mm-hmm. I think it's part of the reason. You know, we need to change the salary cap. I think, you know, this is in the United States of America. We have money here. We can, we should be able to get a player come in, make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, also making average American and a soccer fan too seeing these fantastic players that want to play here. It is kind of funny that overall there are a few original MLS teams that are struggling. Yeah. And some of these new teams are like yeah. dominating so everybody funny. and it's like... It's so funny. Did someone get a little comfortable over the years? Oh is that possible? I was, I was texting one of the guys uh, and he's just like, isn't this the worst start in MLS history? 
And uh, I'm just like, we got a little bit too much power over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I definitely, I, I, I think as a, if I were a season ticket member of the Galaxy, this would be somewhat confident building to see this message uh, from your president. How much belief you put into that, I don't know how truthful he's being. Um, and, and the sort of like vague language begs the question of like, what are the goals this year? Yeah. But, you know, there's some sort of accountability there. Regardless. Well, he said, uh, he said they don't hit the playoffs, he will resign. Okay. So he's got to get ninth or better. Yeah, mm-hmm. which admittedly is easier this year than yeah. previous, but you know, yeah. I guess I got to take a first step somewhere. Um, and then I guess, uh, no, let's sort of like think about this from an owner's perspective. If you're on the ownership team for the Galaxy, what are you looking to do here? Would you move on just from Chris Klein, or yeah. would you have already moved on? I think I you're interviewing for sure. Yeah. And um, even SKC's hiring right now for this position, they're hiring for people who. Mm-hmm. Um, to get the season ticket holders if they seen that, so That's yeah, yeah. Are you guys buying into any of the SKC? Like, there's been a lot of people on different blogs and stuff that are saying that the fan base of SKC is disconnected from the team. I, That's I agree. Inter- That's an interesting. I agree. Like, hmm. Yeah. Um, who was um, who was kind of the guy back in the day who was like drinking beers with? people rob island yeah yeah rob something yeah um, Look him up. apparently i even remember yeah like, he would come down and like buy the little like the corner he'd like buy out the little, the little beer stand and and uh, you know however much that cost him is probably nothing but he'd hand out beers to start the game whatever yeah. happened to him um i believe that was part of like the ownership change uh when neil peterson died in okay. 17 when like jake reed's group took over uh, that there is some sort of like pushing out of some of these older people who are more aligned uh with the old regime which obviously hasn't gone well and i think like to your point mike about like is there a disconnect between the fans and the ownership here in kansas city yes uh i think I, and I don't blame the fans at all, and I don't think they ever should. But like, you also have to produce a team that wants that gets fans to the stadium and gets them engaged. Like, yes, they could be better. I think also the Cauldron as a supporters group has been a little too um, stuck in their ways in terms of how they navigate some of these MLS rules that have been put in place for supporters groups uh, as as sort of like very they've been pretty like we have to follow the rules which i don't think that should apply to a supporters group but you know that's an MLS thing and a leadership question as well for the cauldron but yeah what are some of the examples of that um you can't they they wanted to cut down on like language uh so uh it, it also chance geared towards referees uh so the fuck you ref chant, uh, you oh, get God. fined, or I don't, I don't know who even gets fined. Yeah, uh, yeah, but someone gets fined if uh, supporter sections start doing that. Um, I believe like the I'm blind, I'm deaf, I want to be a ref is one that they have been cracking down on um, as well. And mm-hmm. chance generally using um, explicit language, they've been MLS as a whole has been trying to like yeah. find the groups for doing that. And uh, some teams haven't really cared and continue to do whatever they want and the cauldron has been very adamant about like these are the rules now we're going to follow them uh, and is 
some of the leadership is very quick to stop those chants from organically breaking out in the stands as well. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Huh. Good. Good information. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but to bring it back to, like, the ownership, um, I, yeah, I don't really even think they're doing too much to even engage fans here in Kansas City. Um, I would love to see some organization amongst the supporters, both South Stand and the Cauldron, uh, the way that LA at Galaxy supporters did of, like, boycotting uh, showing up intentionally late to matches to show uh, content for the club and what they're doing. Um, That's crazy with Neil uh, Patterson. Yeah. It's like 2017 was our last trophy. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's kind of correlated. Kind of correlated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it seems like we're unwilling to take risks anymore, both. Yeah, people were just saying, like, you know, 20, when we got the stadium, when we came back from worst to first, then we won the MLS Cup 2013. I think we even won an Open Cup in 2015. Yeah, 13, 15, 17. 17, yeah. So it's just like we had some really great years. Um, then, yeah, it's, you know. Dire, situ are, dire situation. It's yeah. kind of. You got to win every Yeah, they were doing some players out of jobs um, if there's relegation. Yeah, I'd love to see some accountability, and I think that's what Chris Klein is trying to do for himself. But we'd love to see that spread throughout the league for other presidents. Yeah, he's in a, he's in a big market too. It yeah. has to happen. Yeah, with him. yeah, it, for sure. Definitely, when you're LA, you expect a level of success that whether it's. I, I mean, if you're in LA, how can you not connect with your soccer fan yeah. base? What's, and, Maybe their expectations are too high. What do they have? Seven MLS Cups. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's not going to happen again. Well, okay. I, you know, they're going to win again. I would you hope. What's so funny uh, is there's like no flags out in LA anymore uh, mm -hmm. with the Galaxy. Everybody's LAFC. Yeah. 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 LAFC so fans funny. are fun, too. I yeah. remember when every time they play here in Kansas City, they always have a great contingent of people fly in. Uh, ran into them at the bars just like the night before games, talk to them. And they're. There are some great supporters at LAFC that I've always enjoyed. Yeah, um, apparently there's a guy from your pickup who wears LAFC jersey, lived in LA. Who was right? it? He's shorter, he's got dark hair. Mm. Um, uh, but anyway, I was just asking him about LAFC. Mm -hmm. He said a bunch of Chivas fans, when Chivas no longer, they're like, fuck the galaxy. Have to go to <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they have a bunch of Chivas fans. So yeah, that's that, cool. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so that sort of wraps up sort of discussion about presidents and whatnot, ownership. Uh, we'll take a brief look ahead to week match day eight right now. Um, there's some fun matchups. So let's throw it around. Uh, what are you all most excited to watch this coming weekend? There's a couple games. Um, Mike, you got any? Uh. Looks like you got Columbus, New England. That game is pretty tasty. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably even better than St. Louis Sensi. But I just want to see St. Louis bounce back, even though Sensi's kind of my squad. I think Sensi's going to win. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, one of these that I'm really interested in uh, is the Chicago Philly game. Chicago is hosting Philly. Obviously, they're. Kai Kamara, you just all about him. I, like, I, I want to see how Philly responds to be so poorly. Chicago has had some success as of late, I believe, beating Minnesota. Um, yeah, I think they had a win before that game, too. 
Um, I think they beat one of the They're Florida in teams. Sixth place. They have nine points. Yeah. So I. It's interesting. Obviously, these aren't uh, teams doing very well, but I want to see uh, see if one of them can sort of stabilize or turn their sh- ship around. I, I when I put this together, I really think Chicago's got a chance of beating Philly. Do yeah. You, do you think that the midweek games, like for some of these teams that are in like Concacaf Champions League, are helpful? Well, the thing I about bet they it, are just yeah. The thing about it, it's about managing the yeah. overall season, like. Steve Taroma's got a good thing going that they're beating teams 3-0 all the time. So anyway, he makes proper substitutions. He gets minutes to all his players, stuff like that. But I don't think Philly is... Was it 2-2 this week? Yeah, it was pretty close. So they don't have the same luxury as LAFC. Where they're just like trouncing teams. Yeah, they're not trouncing teams. And a lot of people respect what Philly's doing trying to advance in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's probably going to be LAFC that wins it and Union's trying to get close. But, yeah. yeah, I think it's touches, but it's also like, dude, you're putting a lot of wear and tear on your um, on your players, and I'll try to close with this, but Champions League, MLS, with the new playoffs, and the League's Cup, uh, so many analysts have come out and said, you know, MLS rosters are built for all these games so you gotta extend that salary cap you gotta have more players yeah for sure um i'm gonna throw one more game out there that i found interesting uh montreal hosting dc uh these teams both suck uh (laughs) but i want to see just how bad montreal is uh playing another bad team and I want, I want to see Wayne Rooney do something fun. I uh, would love to see something change Way, there. Wayne was pissed at the refs this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's always an animated, funny character, so I want to see what goes down up in Canada to the, this week. I think I think DC's going to win, and everybody's on the refs, but they're just like, you know, this isn't the Premier League. It's yeah. like if refs were good, they would be in the Premier League. That's right. Uh, so, anyways... Um, Wayne has come out. He's like, you can't, you can't watch that play and say that's not a penalty. And so many analysts have come out and said that's a penalty. Um, and he also talks about previously how he's on refs, and he always gets matched up with the same ref. Yeah. And he thinks that they're uh, have some animosity, and I agree with that too. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you're getting the same ref, that seems kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, then we just have one more game we'll throw around to get our opinion. This is the first iteration of El Trafico this year. Uh, Sunday game. Yes, it is a Sunday, standalone Sunday. Uh, LA Galaxy are hosting LAFC. This is a true home game for the Galaxy. Um, whether that is out in the stands, that probably won't be the case. But Is this going to be a 3-0? Dude, I have something in me wants to pick the Galaxy to win. Like It would be a... What's the spread on? Incredibly fun. It would be fun to see Ali Galaxy pull this one out. Just Um, like say, forget you guys. Get on the Twitch stream. (laughs) (laughs) Shooter's got it locked down. He'll be commentating. The first first half of the Sporting Galaxy game. (laughs) They had so many chances against us. Yeah. It's just like we almost lost the Galaxy. Well, we're worse than the Galaxy now. Yeah, we are now. Um, Yeah, I guess it's also like... Given the way this has gone recently, this rivalry, is it a rivalry? Like, would you consider it a rivalry right now with how good LAFC is and how good they have been? 
Um, I really want to see this game week one when it was scheduled oh, and they had all that. Yeah, and that was that was scheduled at the Rose Bowl too. Yeah, it is fun that they rescheduled that for July fourth. Yeah, it's July. That'll 4th be a fun week. day to watch yeah. soccer. But, and you know, hopefully they do the proper signings in that window too. Yeah, because hopefully. Alex LA Galaxy's got the money; they can bring in some qualified DPS. That's that cool. They're doing some Sunday games too. Yeah, we need more of this. I yeah. would love to see, even if it's just like this, just one game a week. Just pull it out in the Sunday. Let I get lo- some eyes on. I it. love this Apple TV deal, like the Red Zone Sweep. But Hercules Gomez has come out and said he's like. Word for word, he says it's hard watching twenty five games, even yeah. though there's not twenty five games in this window. <laughs> yeah, so true. you get a master of multiple TV set up. Yeah. Well, you gotta do the red zone. I watch that with John and my other buddy. It's pretty cool. It's um, it's just all the screens stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. So yeah, that's good. Um, any other thoughts on week eight before we sort of wrap this thing up? Coming up. Right well, it's, um, you know, San Jose is playing well. They're in a good spot. They're yeah. one, two, three, four, five. Also means They're in sixth place. Who's going to score our next goal? Um, That's uh, Polito. I don't know. Save us. Somebody. People think Polito's got quality. It's it's going to be tough with Kate Cal. I think he's left-footed, and he's going to be on Zeusy's side. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one out there and say Rosero. He was getting some good headers. Nice. He's a good player. Yeah, Rosero. Yeah, I've yeah. messed his name up. Definitely. Why not? Rosero. Why not throw him out there? Yeah. Who knows where it's gonna come from? Dude, he could make his way forward, just dribble through, just yeah. smash one too. Yeah. Let's go. So funny that we're playing the USL center back. Spent all that money on. Spent all that money on Fontas. We're playing the guy from the USL. Yeah. What is Vermees pissed at Fontas for? I I see it. The freaking Seattle game. They were going down Zeusy's mm-hmm. side, but uh, yeah. Jordan Morrison just turned on the Jets and Fontas can't catch them. So I think until, you know, they let out one goal last week, but until they're yeah. getting smashed, like, against the Sounders, I think he keeps the same back line. Yeah, they, I mean, the back line's looked good enough. Um, it's been a proper back line. Uh, just not <laughs> Zero goals? Wow. <laughs> yeah, we don't allow many goals, but... Uh, you got to do something to score goals to win a game. Um, so I think that's what sort of wraps it up for week eight. Uh, and just before we head this thing out, anything interesting happened in your own personal soccer games this week or anything you want to shout out? Scored a goal. That's always fun. You had a nice save the other night. Good job, yeah, Jackson. Yeah, had a double save. End uh, of the game. We ended up winning 3-4. Yeah, it was like last attacking chance of the game. It was real big. It was fun. Uh, it was a good one. We got a... Big pickup thing Sunday, UMKC. I got like 50 players out there, so that's pretty exciting. Should be pretty competitive, pretty good games. So come out to that if you don't have any Sunday plans. The weather should be nice. Yeah, give a shout out to your Saturday game, too. No, that's uh, the week following. So this Sunday and then next, uh, the 22nd, the Saturday at Pembroke, kind of close to the, the border on state line. Yeah. Oh, I did have a, uh, on Wednesday... I didn't have soccer, but I was, uh, we're doing the Kansas City Corporate Challenge for my job. Uh, I will officially be representing my company for pickleball, so, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, was a, it was a tough process to get that, but I, I made it through, and I'm playing doubles, I don't know, some, some Sunday yeah. in, in April, so we'll be hitting the pickleball court. Uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, talk, I talked to Lucas this week, and apparently he pulled his hamstring. 
play on Sunday. It sounds like he's asking for advice. So you're like, out of the thousands and thousands of people at Accenture, Jackson, you're the pickleball guy. Well, it's me. We're playing doubles, so this uh, older fella... Uh, who plays it a lot? We 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 teamed up, go. and I think this is chicken pickle. Yeah, chicken pickle. yeah. We that's where we were on on Wednesday. I think it's held at some tennis club for the actual nice. game. But yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be facing off some other companies, and you know, try to try to pull some dubs out. We'll that's see. So Take them down. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, that's sort of all I got. Any anything else before we before we pack it up and go get some beers? I think we That's did it. All right. Well, that's. Uh, we'll see you again next time, and don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple and Spotify podcasts. Yeah, we'd love that. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.